Get your ears on, everyone, because we're talking about some fun announcements that came out of Destination D. And then later, we're also going to be talking about Disneyland Park's Tomorrowland and what we feel is a hit or miss over there. So that and more from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida only. This is the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is episode 752 of the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged for the week of November 26, 2018. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect vacation. Visit them on the web at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I am your host, Rhino Clavin, here. And like I said, this week we are going to be discussing, uh, discussing, excuse me, some of those fun announcements that came out of Destination D not too long ago. And uh, we're doing another hit or miss episode. And I did say only from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, because to help me with this discussion live and in person, we have our Disneyland crew that consists of Mr. Tyler Crouch. Hey, everyone. Katrina Manzoni. Hi, everybody. And then, of course, the man who always makes it happen, Craig Williams, is helping us out here, yes, too. Yes, and well. I'm so. standing today, so it's like a tribute to Tyler and Katrina when they're in California. You're like dancing. Do he does not. How dare you? He, he does oh, not. don't even start that. How dare you? It's like you're on an exercise ball right now, but there's nothing back there. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, Craig is I'm leaving. That. So, uh, um... So we are we are in the midst, as you all know, we pre-record these episodes. We are in the midst of getting our live show going, which I hope went well because this is being recorded uh, before that, but airing after that. So uh, I, we are all zombies at this point, I believe. Yeah, yeah but it yeah. is important to mention that the marathon show that we started on Saturday, uh, that was to kick off the auction that we're doing to raise money for Give Kids the World. And that auction, Ashley's. Mm actually lasts the entire week so it will be online all this week so you need to make sure that you go and download the handbed app or i believe you can go to handbed.com and you have to look up dis unplugged and that's where you'll be able to see the 400 plus auction items that are on there that you can bid on and again all proceeds go to give kids the world so it's for a great cause um, you have less than a week now at this point to to get your bids in but yeah. make sure you do so and if you said oh you know what i forgot to buy a christmas present for that person on <laughs> black friday uh, maybe you'll find something in the auction that you can use as a present. Maybe you will. Maybe you will. So all that, uh, you know, goes to a good, uh, good cause. Get give the word. Yeah. Oh, Lord. I should just let Craig have kept talking. That's fine. <laughs> anyway. If I stumble my way through <laughs> stuff, it'll actually make you look better. Um, well, you know what? I'm going to turn it over to you anyways, because Craig and Michael Bowling were at um, Destination D, um, which for us was just this last weekend as the airing of this. It's been about two weekends now. But um, there were some pretty interesting announcements came out of there, um, specifically some new entertainment and uh, events that were getting a new celebration out at Disneyland. Do you want to talk about that for a little bit? Get Joe's ears on. Absolutely. So Destination D was an awesome event. It was. It's essentially, uh, if you are unfamiliar with it, it is basically a history nerds fan event uh, that's run by 
D23. So everyone knows the D23 Expo that happens every other year in California. The next one will be in 2019, August 23rd to the 25th. Uh, so that's for general Disney fans, anyone who's a Disney fan. And then Destination D is for the diehard ones. So if you really care about interesting attraction details and, and animation history and stuff that you like, some people out there are like, who cares about this? If you care about that stuff, this is the event for you. So unfortunately, you're going to have to wait two more years to go to the next one. It'll be back in Walt Disney World in 2020 with a different topic, not Mickey Mouse like this one was. But don't know what it is then. We'll probably know in about a year from now. And then you can get on the excitement. I like it a lot better than D23 Expo. Really? It doesn't have all the fanfare that D23 Expo has. But it's limited to only like 1,600 people. And everyone is guaranteed a seat. And it's so none it's, of the lines uh, and yeah. nonsense. That yeah. was my question. So you can kind of, if there's a panel you want to go to, you pretty much know you yeah. can get in that panel. You, Everyone gets in. It's all in the one same room. So it's broken up in between morning sessions and afternoon sessions. Mm-hmm. And you can come and go as you please. If you decide you don't like something in the middle of it, you can just get up and walk out, come back. Usually people are good about, well, this is the seat I was sitting in before. I'll oh, go really? right back to it. Yes, everyone... Everyone is pleasant. It is the exact opposite of D23 Expo. Sounds nice. This but, sounds so relaxing compared to D23. Oh, it, it's incredible. It's, I love Destination D. I, it's going to be harder and harder to get tickets for it as things progress on. I, don't get me wrong. D23 Expo is something to do if you are a massive Disney fan. But if you're that nerd that you really like the nerd culture side of it, this is an awesome event. And uh, lucky for us, Bob Chapek actually showed up to kick off the event on Saturday morning and we were expecting him to give a couple announcements here or there about stuff that that might be happening in the parks in the future just because he usually does that anytime he shows up to speak anywhere earlier that week he was already at IAPA and uh, let let some things drop like the the design of the Guardians of the Galaxy coaster vehicle and and stuff like that so uh he surprised us then when he announced about 15 things in the course of 10 minutes. And uh, it wasn't all just Walt Disney World. Disneyland got in the mix, too, because he announced the the new special party, essentially, that was coming to Disneyland in 2019, starting in January, which is Get Your Ears On. So it, we're still celebrating Mickey and Minnie all of 2019, even though their birthdays were November 18th yeah, you think 2018. You think we would have celebrated this year leading up to the 90th birthday yeah. since it happens at the end of the year, but whatever. That's, like. And that's usually how Disney works with stuff. It started a couple months before the actual celebration should begin, uh, and then they'll ride it out for about a year after. But Hey, this one's a little different, but uh, the big thing is, for me at least, I'm going to say this because you know that I am a fireworks fanatic, and that is there will be a new fireworks show coming to Disneyland starting January 18th. It's going to be called Mickey's Mix Magic. So that's a tongue twister. Try saying that six times fast. I'm not going to. And basically, it's going to bring colorful, dazzling array of sights and sounds with DJ Mickey spin dancing spinning dance-tastic twists on favorite Disney melodies. Uh, so this will be the fireworks show, but it's also going to feature a lot of laser effects and stuff. So, yeah. Um, it's in 
basically the big announcement part of this, sorry, is that it's only fireworks on select nights. And yeah, so rest- it's like a, it's a dance. and holidays. Turning yeah. it into a club exactly. the other nights and then enhancing it with fireworks for yeah. select nights. So, so the, the projections will be on It's a Small World, Rivers of America, Main Street, like it, it has been for the fireworks shows as of late. But yeah, that pyro only on special nights which that is huge there was plenty of rumors around that disneyland was going to finally make the move and 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 do this cut out fireworks for most nights and just have like the Hmm. b-show version of their fireworks and here here they're launching off with it so i see how it goes yeah it's tough um i i I, i'll just say my thoughts on it and then i'll let you guys talk the the problem i think with it is a, it's good because there's so many disappointing parts or so many disappointing times when you're going to Disneyland expecting uh, – don't whisper on Mike. Uh, <laughs> it's far too distracting. Uh, there, there's so many disappointing times that you go to Disneyland and the fireworks are canceled anyways because of high winds and stuff. You can't see the fireworks. So the plus side is with this, you don't go in expecting fireworks. Yeah. but. On the nights that you are expecting it, then if they don't shoot off, that's going to be even more of a gut punch because it's like you don't ever shoot off the fireworks. So then when you are going to, we're not going to see it. So do you think they'll do you think they'll announce like they'll have the schedule of like these are the nights that the fireworks are? You think they're going to make it more like random? Well, they say weekends. Yeah. What I heard is weekends and select holidays. So because sometimes, you know, holidays land on a weekday or something. So that's like probably the only weekday. But usually at Disneyland, they they don't really do fireworks in the winter time on the weekdays because of the low like population. Usually they do it on the weekends, don't they? On like the cuz like you know like January, February, kind of like those week like those months. I've been, really I've been before that. where they were like there's really? no fireworks throughout the week. I think they used to do that more often, but for a while now they've been doing fireworks every oh, night. Every night. Um, but it's been it's it has been like that in the past. I definitely remember going and not having fireworks, and you know sometimes they close before midnight, so, you know, and things like that. So they're not going to do the fireworks if they if they don't close after yeah. 10 p.m. So. We'll, we'll see because I'm 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 curious to see how. I, I mean, don't get me wrong, the projections like when they did Disneyland Forever on Main Street were really cool, and um, I'm just curious to see how well this takes off as. Like a party park wide, you know, being more, more like it sounds like they want people to be engaged in this more than they would be engaged in just like a traditional fireworks show or something. The the thing that worries me about this show is if this is, if they can do this projection show without the fireworks, then the fireworks can't be a huge part of it, right? Because if that's the, if that's Mm, a big part of the show, then you'll be missing a huge part of the show. So now I'm worried that even when they do the fireworks, it's going to be very little, like kind of like you know what is it? Jingle Bam. Yeah. yeah like, well, and that's Jingle Bam. Well, the one at Hollywood yeah, Studios. Yeah, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam. Well, that's yeah. why I think they're saying the fireworks will help enhance the show, not fireworks will make the show. It'll just right. help to it's enhance it a little bit more, like Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam, and and I'll even say the Star Wars fireworks too. Those are the fireworks are used to kind of highlight key moments of it, but not really mm. to to pump it up too much. But I. I I would honestly rather see just a parade like Paint the Night return to Disneyland and yes. let yeah. that be the entertainment there at night. Let World of Color, once they get it all fixed and up and running and all going and smoothly, let that be over at California Adventure and just call it a day at that. But yeah. 
I wonder if part of this move is also, I mean, if you if you stay for the fireworks and then you try and leave right, right after the fireworks, you know that it is insane. Yeah. It is not fun to try and get out of there when the fireworks are just over. So maybe they're just trying to kind of filter people out a little slower now. Maybe they don't think as many people might stay for the fireworks or maybe they don't think that as many people will leave right after the dance show. You know what I mean? So I guess I can't even imagine because they're having like DJ Mickey like do mm-hmm. this whole thing. I can't even imagine it being a dance party because it's I if right now when you watch the fireworks you have barely any room anyway so I can I well can even in the concept art it's like around. head 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 it's like, it's just yeah. like it's it How looks like dance? it like looks like it on a really busy night yeah and you're like so like shoulder work shoulder work shoulder yeah. work yeah <laughs> um so when does that start Craig that as I said before it starts January 18th and then on January 25th Soundational will return to Disneyland, and that's awesome news. Uh, the big news on that, it was rumored a couple places that it would be returning with a brand new float to kick off the celebration, and that is true. So uh, it's Mickey Mouse will lead the way in a new larger-than-life opening that is inspired by classic Mickey pool toys. Chip and Dale will arrive on a giant celebration cake as Mickey leads the whimsical procession of Disney characters. So not not a massive change in that. I think a nice, simple change to it. Um, and th- this parade is just so amazing. Mm. I'm, I'm sure it's it's been getting the paint jobs and such that it needs and the, the, up, the keep the care and... TLC all over it because I, I think every who doesn't love this parade. Well, that's a Maybe that's, Tyler. I don't. I don't even. Oh, I love this parade. Yeah, I, I, I don't like parades that much, but I love this parade. I don't. It's the Mickey like the drummers coming out. The drummers they're are very. Great. Yeah. They're very kick it off right you know yeah i love seeing mickey on the drum set i mean that's yeah. just one of my favorite parts of the whole thing but they just have very the art style of that whole entire thing with like i love what Go- i love goofy's little xylophone yeah. uh suspenders and yeah. things like that so i like the the mary poppins float that ends it yeah. all like it's yeah. just, it's very it, it 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 maintains high energy the entire way through yeah. that's, and that's go ahead so, no go ahead. Uh, th- that's one of those songs too that it, it drills itself into your head, but not in a super annoying way. Yeah, no, I it's it's got that steady beat going off yeah. of what you and Rhino said. That I use it when I'm running, mm-hmm. like when I'm doing Disney races and stuff. Usually, I don't listen to what's going on in the background, but it has that one continuous beat over and over. So it's actually really good for exercising and workout, and and it's a lot of fun too. But I, I love the floats. They're designed by Kevin and Jody and. I've told it before, but one time we had dinner with them, and they brought the actual paper models they originally oh, that's did cool. for it. Wow. wow! And just you know, they're handling it like, oh yeah, it's fragile, but it's it's cool. These are only one of a kind originals Touch that we it. did. Yeah. And it's like I just I, I don't want to cry on it because it'll just yeah. dissolve. But. Is it water resistant? Because I'll be shedding tears as you hand it to me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's a good thing that you. Uh, caught yourself there because it sounded like you said something different in my headphones. <laughs> oh, shedding tears. No, yeah, I heard you. I heard I, oh, you. Oh, okay, okay. You said it right. Um, well, there's more. There's still more going that entire year, too. Uh, Did you uh, want to yeah. talk yeah. about the other stuff, too? Eh, who cares about the rest of the stuff? Am I right? I mean, you, you, I hope you don't say that come Valentine's Day. because that's I was like, oh. That's the other part here. Yeah. You want to talk about Valentine's Month? No, nah, you can. 
Oh, okay. Well, apparently they're doing a Valentine's Month at Disneyland, so uh, they're celebrating the love of Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse during Valentine's Month is excessive, but whatever. Um, Disneyland Park will feature lovely festive Valentine's decor, including a new Mickey Mouse flower portrait on Main Street USA. Guests may also uh, choose to partake in Minnie's Valentine's Surprise, a special scavenger hunt experience in Disneyland Park. Once guests have purchased a commemorative map and sticker at select merchandise locations, they may search for the hidden Valentine's that Mickey, a mini has left for Mickey around the park. Um, and that is going to kick off January 22nd through February 18th. Um, Aww, yeah. That sounds cute. I'm curious what the little price is going to be. Kind of they do it for like Easter. Like it makes Easter it sound eggs. like it's the sticker. Yeah. yeah. Just a sticker? Like a heart sticker, maybe? Well, I, I'm assuming it's like hide and squeak and they'll, you'll get them. Maybe you get a box of chocolates or something. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they'll give you like some, I don't know, something Valentine's Day e love. I'm just glad that we're finally going to see Disney exploit the one holiday that they already really haven't jumped on the bandwagon with. (laughs) That's true. They're like, oh my God, you know what we need to do? Valentine's Day. They're like, we kind of do stuff for St. Patrick's Day. Is there like anything else between then and there? Mm, uh, Make some more money. Yeah. I mean, Easter, depending on when it falls. Well, it'll never. No, it it has fallen before St. Patrick's Day. It's really late this year, though. It's the end of April, so I wouldn't be surprised if we see a really long uh, Easter celebration this year at the parks. But Oity-toity. Um, there's also going to be some uh, limited edition merchandise, as there always is, themed treats, Valentine-inspired specialty items, and all that sort of stuff. But if it has, if it kind of, if the merch and stuff lines up with the look, the concept art of the Mickey's Mix Magic, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be into it. I, I'm into that laser light show 90s thing, so that's just me. Yeah. I hope it's a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited, and hopefully, uh, Craig, you and I will be able to join you guys in checking this out soon. I know. Oh, Pete you want to be with us for it. Valentine's Day? Aww. Well, just to hold hands and stuff. Okay. We don't have to do okay. anything else. We can skip, too, if you want. Yeah. I'm skipping, I'll allow. Skipping, I'll allow. We'll have to try to coordinate Pete's uh, plans for taking us out to Disneyland to fall at least during or after january 25th yeah i i he he i know he i you know i don't want to speak too soon but he had there was wisps and rumors of a january trip so we'll see just stop talking like that and i'll be happy <laughs> well you have to say it like a wizard yeah. <laughs> so or jiminy glick one of the two or mother willow <laughs> i can't do a mother willow in person yeah, yeah, son so. to your heart <laughs> I was like, um, okay. Uh, um, <laughs> you will understand. Well, um, there are some other celebrations happening at Disneyland Resort before that. And, uh, mm. I, you know, it's uh, what I call a celebration to the birth of Rhino. But other people might call it something else. Katrina, do you want to talk about this other celebration? Sure. New Year's Eve. I was born on New Year's Day. Um, uh-huh. Go ahead. Uh, Happy birthday, almost. It's, like, coming up soon, sort of, in a way. I don't know. Anyway, so New Year's Eve at Napa Rose at the Grand Californian Hotel and Spa. They're actually doing two dinner services that are very special. So it says, welcome in 2019. Uh, They are going to actually have... The early dinner service, 5 to 6.30 on December 31st, 2018. And you can bring the entire family for a memorable New Year's Eve early dining experience complete with Chef Andrew Sutton's fabulous four-course wine country feast. A feast, you say? A feast. And you pamper your palate and enjoy all kinds of festive decor during this early seating. And then for... The, the crazy folks that want to really celebrate mm-hmm, New mm-hmm, Year's, mm-hmm. you have a late night dinner that's at 8.15 seating. Oh, that's very late. It's super late. <laughs> no. 
And then you can partake in some unforgettable fun and you get to have live music and champagne. Later at 845, you'll be invited to take a seat and treat your senses in an amazing Napa-style five-course tasting menu. And you can even pair it with an exclusive, wait for it. No. Wait for it. World-class wines. You can get a flight of world-class wine. Wow. Oh. Ooh. Anyway. So, and then for dessert, they have this sugar pinata. I don't, it look, in the picture, it looks just like a sugar dome that you just bust open. Oh, it's one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. And so they call it a sugar pinata. I honestly, I thought they were going to come by with the table and then you can like hit it. That'd be fun. That'd be really fun. Uh, anyway. And then once the dinner comes to a close, pick up a party hat party favors and hit the dance floor for a Get countdown <laughs> to midnight and dance your night away until one in the morning where are you dancing in napa rose i guess that's the weird part, maybe outside that it... that'd be really neat if you could do it outside and you kind of like overlook uh like disney california adventure and that little patio i don't think there's like, oh, that much yeah. room I, I that'd be fun yeah. yeah i'm assuming they're gonna clear away the tables and you dance in there and then hopefully no maybe. drunk idiot smashes into one of those wine cases or anything like that I feel like there's be like tons of security around anyway, just to make it safer. Did, it didn't say sure. prices for this or anything. It didn't right? say prices, so I'm I don't really know how much it's going to be. But Canapa Rose average, it's like you know, it's very hard to eat there on a budget. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. you really have you to go all in. Budget, like yeah. they want to bring your whole family here for the early seating for four courses. I'm kind of like yeah, four courses in the ooh. wine too, right? So I mean, that's hey, that's do you have a, a grand to yeah. drop on New Year's yeah. Eve? <laughs> have you yeah, not really. spent enough money this year? Come on yeah. down to Napa yeah. Rose. It's because oh, you're looking to do like the the chef's menu and then a wine flight with that. You're talking like a hundred fifty dollars, right there. So I'm assuming then with the New Year's Eve upcharge of it all, it's gonna be very pricey. But I, I do think they'll protect all the wine. It'll just be all the John Lasseter signed bottles that will be <laughs> sitting like on the edge of tables. And like, just please <laughs> knock over. They'll be yeah. like. We oh they cleared all that out oh there was a New Year's Eve accident <laughs> oh no the New Year's incident Th- that way they never like you know it what? doesn't disappear suspiciously this is genius this is genius yeah. right here See? people are listening to the show being like God they caught on to our and idea that they'll start like being like oh don't worry we've got extra bottles to comp everybody John Lester's like I'll send more over like no thank you <laughs> <laughs> new phone who dis um. <laughs> Anyway, sorry. <laughs> sorry, John. Don't mean to laugh at your expense. But, um, oh, yeah. I mean. But I sure do. Um, but, uh, yeah, that sounds, I guess, interesting. I don't really know what goes on. It sounds expensive. Years for that. It sure does sound expensive. Um, but, I mean, if you're there and you've got the money and you, you want to go out with some good food on your last night. Uh, your last night. Ever? Like, as if. The, <laughs> uh, you guys didn't what they know put the, in the food. The world is ending December 31st of this year. It's 1999 all over again. Yeah, yeah really. Oh, no. Um, um, what was that Parks and Recreation episode where they're all in the park? <laughs> That's me every year. Um, <laughs> the one episode of Parks and Recreation where they're in the park. That was not very descriptive, but Craig laughed because he knew what I was talking about. I got you. It's the end of the world, people. But thank you, Katrina. <laughs> Tyler, you got something you're a little bit excited about this week happening? Yeah, I do. So uh, everybody knows, or maybe you don't actually, uh, there's The Void at Downtown Disney. It's been doing Star Wars for a long time now, and they are finally switching it up to uh, Ralph. Wreck It Ralph, and so it's going to be Ralph uh, Breaks VR, and so they've they've announced this a while back, but now they are actually allowing people to make reservations and get tickets. It starts uh, 
Well, um, I hope so, because it started on Wednesday last week. Of that's right. You're right. So it started so. on uh, November 21st. Yeah. I'm sorry. We're doing time traveling right now. I know. Now. Yeah, it's hard sometimes. Um, <laughs> and so the, the, how it's going to work out is there's going to be teams of four guests. They're going to break into the internet with Ralph and Vanellope von Schweetz, uh, disguised oh, von Schweetz. <laughs> And they're going to be disguised as characters from a film called Netizens, and they play the newest, coolest video game ever. So, um, so, uh, <laughs> Craig is like Craig very is, distracting me right Craig, now. Craig, can you grab something out of the basement for us back there, real quick? Absolutely. This was really playing well for audio. Yeah. It's not doing well for video either. <laughs> so, um, we've been recording all day, so We're a little it's, punchy. it's been a long day. As you can see through the window behind me, it's dark outside right now. But yeah, yeah. So I, I think this is cool. There's, yeah. They, they said there was going to be two new locations, right, the, and it's going to be uh, Dunder, Dunderdome I, and I read the, that is Dumbledore. No. I was like, oh, Harry Potter <laughs> and the Pancake Milkshake Diner. And then also, there's going to be a new antagonist, and her name is Bev. That stands for Built to Eradicate Viruses. And it's voiced by Pamela Ribon, I'm going to say. I'm, uh, that's how I think you probably pronounce it. She's the writer of Ralph Breaks VR and the co-writer of Ralph Bra- uh, Breaks the Internet. So I think that's kind of a cool little Easter egg. And it, it yeah. sounds like it's going to be fun. I really like the Star Wars one. We've talked about it a few times. Yeah. And uh, I think that if they can incorporate some stuff that's not shooting you know what would, would be cool too well it's if if you're going to the pancake milkshake diner i think that's from the first trailer where he's feeding the kitty yeah. and the right, bunny the bunny gets the yeah. pancakes yeah and i think i have a feeling that scene might be involved in this somehow like i think you might be pushing yeah, yeah. stuff yeah. and now i think that would be really cool i'll be interested to see where they go from it because the star wars one i really liked like i said yeah um and i'll i'd like to see how they improve upon that but and if you are a fan of that star wars the secrets of the empire that is still going to be happening as well you just have to check the schedule to see like when they're doing that i'm, I'm really curious how they're going to do it if it's basically going to be because for those that don't know you're walking through a real area while you're mm-hmm. seeing what is virtually on your screen. So you have to walk through this, these real hallways. Yeah. And I, so I wonder if, um, <laughs> what is going on? Craig is getting really distracted. <laughs> he found a laser. <laughs> there was a skin was laser he, was beam. Was he putting in the a back laser there. on me? Is that what was going on? No, I could oh, see him picking up. There's a, there's a thing oh, that, the, the, yeah. You, yeah. I forgot about it from earlier. So when it's sitting right in front of me, I'm like, what? Is this yeah. Yeah. space razor? <laughs> Sorry, but I, I wonder. I wonder if you're going to be walking through the same layout, basically, as the Star Wars. I feel like oh, they yeah. would have to. So, yeah, I, they think, can't I don't think they it, can right? change the rooms. So, yeah, so it's going to be the same layout, but you're going to be seeing different things. Obviously, on yeah. microphone. I, it'll be interesting too because this will be one where, like, I, I mean, I know when you're looking at the Star Wars one, it is computer generated, but it's still supposed to be like that's real life. This is the first one where you're going to be transported and you're in a cartoon essentially. Like, so you're in a video game. Like, you know what I mean? The the aesthetic is going to be non-realistic right base, well yeah you know? i see what you're saying like it's like star wars is supposed to be a real place yeah like, but, right but now like, you're going to be going to a, a virtual reality is a real person yeah, but right. now mm-hmm. i'll be looking over right. and i don't whatever characters we're going to look like yeah. now we're yeah. not we're not we're not going to look as human as we did before you know so it'll be, be really it'll be cool i'll i'll i want to see how this one does because then i know there's supposed to be a marvel related one which i'm assuming is captain marvel um starting in the spring so we'll kind of see how well Ooh. this one does if it's terrible it makes me worried. If it's not, great. So we'll have to do that at some point. But awesome. Thank you, Tyler. 
And speaking of Captain Marvel, I did not make that segue on purpose, but it happened. Um, it worked Captain well. Marvel is the movie, as you know, is opening March 8th, 2019. And the Disney Parks blog has said that um, there will be some meet and greets happening at Disneyland Resort at Disney California Adventure, the home of the Marvel superheroes, essentially, at this point, um, where she will be joining the likes of Black Panther and Adora Milaje, as well as Spider-Man and Captain America. No specific date given for that meet and greet when that's going to start. It is a limited offering. Um, um, but we'll see. Uh, they'll have more information as it gets closer to that. But that'll be cool. I want to see if she'll be meeting and greeting in her helmet or just barefacing it and stuff. But but I also saw, um, and I wondered this, and I'd ask you guys this. So the snow, this year at Walt Disney World, there's a lot of snow. You can do snow at, at the Magic Kingdom during the party. Whenever the parade's happening, it's snowing on Main Street. And now at Hollywood Studios, which is included with your park day ticket, they have a whole... What is the whole celebration called over there? Is there a name for it? There is a name for it, but I'm blanking on it. That's all right. He doesn't know. I was asking him. Sorry, directly. what was the question again? Um, the Hollywood Studios holiday celebration. Is there a specific name for everything happening there? It, it's the Flurry of Fun. The Flurry of Fun. So there's a lot of snow um, that's been uh, happening on Sunset Boulevard over there, which is awesome. But you're essentially inhaling snow. And it got me thinking about snow at Disneyland Resort. And um, I know during, um, or I've heard from you guys that during Believe in Holiday Magic, the fireworks spectacular that you have there, that they're as part of the finale, it snows in various areas of the park at rivers of America, small world and main street. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, um, apparently there's been some, uh, some little surprises happening in the grizzly yeah. peak area after dusk. Apparently there's been like there random snowfalls. Is. So at five o'clock, if you go through grizzly peak, It'll actually have snowfall in that area as you walk towards like coming from Grand Californian or going to Grand Californian. It's, you know, it's it's going to be super magical because, again, then this is brand new for the year, but they always have uh, like a mason jar filled with like fireflies. And so it's always really beautiful to walk through at night in that little trail. Yes, I'm not crazy. A mason jar? Well, like like a, there's, there's many mason there's jars. There's like mason jars, yeah. oh, okay. like hanging from trees. I'm thinking there's just trees. one no, mason yeah. jar no. with like there's three like fireflies. It's like, you know, like they're decorating trees, but there's like mason jars around the trees with like fireflies, and it's really pretty. And so now there's going to be like, you know, flurries of, you know, it, snow. It was my wedding aesthetic. Don't you remember we had all the mason jars that looked like you caught fireflies in them for the centerpieces? Mm-hmm. You were drunk. I was not. I was, <laughs> re- I was recording your wedding. And that's how so I know he was drunk. You wouldn't remember. So that you could remember it. <laughs> um, anyway, so it's there at yeah, five o'clock. Cute. Check and it out, and that's it right really next pretty. to it's it's right next to where you can go meet Santa Claus at California yes. Adventure. So I did not. Uh, it is very really. It's like very. I might very have said pretty. that was a thing last week, but I don't remember. <laughs> Good to know. I was about to be like, I didn't know that, and then be, someone be like, last yeah. week you spoke about it. Like, I'm not as familiar with the holidays at Disneyland as I am here. It's all here. good. It's all good. That's why we have you guys. Well, thank you myself uh, for that. Um, uh, yeah. That is the voice in my head. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so we're going to move on to our discussion topic here. Where we're going to move our way through Tomorrowland at Disneyland Park, and we're going to do it in our best and worst style that we've started doing. Um, it kind of – I know we were doing suck doesn't suck, but I don't like – I, I, there's some, a little bit of like, yeah, he's got a paddle back there. Um, he's got, I like hit or miss a little bit better because for me, it kind of feels like I can still like it, but it's a miss, you know? And also, you know, 
I agree with you. Just, you know, I try to be lighter on the language. I don't know why I'm shimmying while I say that, but I am for those that are watching. You can't help it. So, so let's start with the attractions. And I'm going to just uh, name one, throw it out to you, and we're going to say whether it's a hit or miss for us. Okay. And let's start with the most obvious in Tomorrowland, and that is Space Mountain. Katrina, go. Hit or miss. It's a hit. I feel like it's a hit for everybody. I'm so like hesitant. It. I know you don't like going on. I, yeah, I, for me personally, I don't like the ride, but I do like the ride when it's like start, like when the Star Wars and they do like Guardians of, like not Guardians of the Galaxy, but when like, they oh, do the, that? what is it called? Ghost Galaxy. No, not Ghost Galaxy. The Star Wars or not Hyperspace the Hyperspace, Hyperspace Mountain. Mountain. So I like when they do that one. Okay. Yeah. Great. <laughs> what, what is it you don't like about the ride when it's regular? It's just like, it's like, it's like dark. But then I just don't too like spinning the twists and turns, and at the end, like that G force that you kind of have, and you're like, "Ooh, let's just be over, please." And then, and then we're done. Okay. And then my picture's like this. What about you, uh, Craig? That's a big yes for me, Bob. Um, <laughs> it's just it, it, it's a great roller coaster all the way around. So I think it takes everything that we like about Space Mountain, that feeling that we're we're riding through space on a roller coaster, but uh, it does multiple things well with the on the ride audio system piping through a great soundtrack oh, by, yeah, by Michael Giacchino, who we all know and love. Did he really do the uh, the, mm-hmm. the yep, soundtrack? For the, oh, yeah. nice. He yeah. did. I, I, it, but he replaced a really awesome soundtrack that was yeah. there before. I forget the name of the guy who did it. I, th- I want to say it was like Dick Dale or yes, something Dick like Dale, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it was very surfy and. It was amazing. Is that a theremin that you're doing? No, it was all. It was a very. It was a guitar with a lot of tremolo, and there was. It like, was space surf yeah. music, and it was amazing. Yeah. I loved yeah. it. Yeah, that was that was very good. But uh, and then just the the ride itself, the smoothness of that track. Uh, it, the speed that you have in it, that that sense of speed, it's just everything about it is amazing. It is it is one of the best rides you can do at Disneyland, and it doesn't matter what time of the year you do it. If it's a hyperspace mountain or a ghost galaxy, you'll have fun on it regardless. I agree, Tyler. You feel? Oh yeah. I mean, on, I mean, it's a big hit for me as well. It is actually probably my favorite ride at the Disneyland Resort. Oh so really? Okay. I, yeah, I really do like it that much, and and and, and part of it is like um, just. I've been going on it since I was a kid, and the other part of it is just it's just a great attraction. And like Craig said, it's nice and smooth and everything. They redid the the track like it's probably been like you know five or six years ago now. Yeah. Um, and uh, but it's still nice and smooth, and and just the fact that they can turn it over into having these different themes. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and and it and I think for me too, it was the first roller coaster I had ever been on where they had audio. And it didn't originally start with audio. It didn't always have audio. But when they brought the audio in, and it just, for whatever reason, it just makes the adventure so much better. I agree. I mean, it's definitely a big hit for me. And I remember the first time I went on on my first trip to Disneyland a couple of years ago, um, just I I don't know if I knew about the audio or not, but I remember as soon as it starts when you're in that seat, like having it around you, it's just, it creates this really, it's not the first roller coaster to have done that, obviously, but it was really cool experience. And compared to the one we have here, not to say that I don't like the one we have here, it's just I feel like I might actually die on the one here every time I go on it because it's very shaky and stuff. But yeah. this one, like you said, smooth, the, the music is awesome and you're just shooting through there and I just love the breeze on your face. And yeah, I... All the way in for me. And I will say, though, I Katrina mentioned it. I will say, though, it's a miss for their photo up on the attraction because it's right at the end at the most awkward spot. <laughs> so no one, everyone is usually like making weird, goofy, like 
faces. I think that's the point, though. I I, I think that's the point. That was the original point of a ride camera is seeing your, like, candid face, you know? Oh, it's candid, but it's usually, like, that last second of, like, you're like, oh, we're getting off the ride. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think the one in I'm not not to talk about Magic Kingdom for very long, but I think the one in Magic Kingdom is even worse. I okay, think that's I would crazy. Also agree with yeah, that. The, well, that one starts dumb. and it's right. You're like, okay, it's about to happen, and then it never happens right when you think it is, but it also hits you on the turn. So you're like, <laughs> it's always weird. Yeah. Um. Well, okay. So that's a hit all around. Let's move on to Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters and Craig. Go hit or miss. I would say for me, it is a hit, but it's not one of my favorites. So I don't really care for either Buzz Lightyear, Astro Blasters, or Space Ranger Spin. Uh, for me, too, I've mentioned it before. I grew up playing Space Ranger Spin, so I got used to how to fire those guns without pulling them out. And so I'm really terrible at Astro Blasters because I have that extra control. I, it's just... My sure. line is like that's oh, why he's no, bad. no. It's like I. Can it's play. very interesting that you say that because I I feel the opposite way. Like I do not like the guns that don't come off of the you but, know. But I spent my entire childhood. That's what I'm saying. Is once I, I spent that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I spent my childhood in Disneyland, so yeah. I, I. It's interesting that we both have different you know views yeah. on that. So like when I have the ability to hold it, I'm like okay, well I'm gonna like put it up to my eye, like I'm actually shooting a real gun, and then my aims miss. So U.S. military. Don't ever draft me if you ever bring that back. I won't be good. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so hey, he couldn't uh, cut it on the Astro Orbiters. Don't send them over there. It's not Astro Orbiters, sir. They're blasters. I know. Even more reason not to send them. Yeah, but uh, you know, my my glasses are pretty thick, so my vision's terrible. But yeah, kid I, can see through space and time, but can't see his target. Yeah, I I like it. I just I don't care for the shooting style, so it's not a it's not a must do for me there, but. I, I will go on it when everyone else wants to. Well, what about you, Tyler? You think it's a hit or a miss for you? It's a hit for me. And it is one of those rides that, you know, you. I almost feel like I see, I notice something different when I go on it almost every time. It's like, and even and I've, I've been going on it for years and I'll still notice like new targets and things like that. Um, it, it's, it's, it's also a lot different than the one in Magic Kingdom because Magic Kingdom, it's just kind of. They're all the same shape. Every target's the same shape. In Disneyland, I like it that you can actually see uh, the different targets' shapes. They're different. And like so if you shoot at the diamonds or the triangles, you're going to get more points than if you shoot at the circles and the squares. And I didn't know like that. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. so that's just an easy way to know, like, okay, I can get more points for shooting at this. I think that, you know that really makes the ride more enjoyable. And again, I like that you can actually pick the guns up and aim them because to me, I just being able to have it in front of my face rather than down here, it it just makes it uh, much easier to aim more enjoyable. And um, I don't know. I think that that animatronic Buzz Lightyear, when they first came out with that thing, I was like, I I was in love with it. I I thought that it was really great animatronic. And I think, I mean, they've even used some of that technology, like in seven dwarfs, mind train and, and frozen at this point with the projected face, but it's a really great animatronic. And there's just, it, it, it's nice to go in the world of like the cartoon. It's like they had that Space Ranger cartoon with. No, oh, no, Buzz, I used yeah, to watch it. Yeah. yeah, with Buzz Lightyear, and it was like so. It's it's basically like going into that cartoon. You're going into the fiction of Buzz Lightyear, which I like to see a little bit of a, a little bit more of that. So, what about you, Katrina? Hit or miss? 
hit. I think it's a fantastic uh, ride, especially, well, I don't know. I never win because he knows all the cool targets, but it's still really fun to like pick up the gun. And um, now I'm learning the secret ones at Magic Kingdom, so I'm working on it on a high uh, score. Yeah, I, 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 it's a hit for me too. I actually do want to make sure I do it every time I'm out there. I, I like that you can pick up the guns. I like the animatronic buzz out there. He doesn't have those weird banana fingers like Oz does. <laughs> I don't know what the deal is with his really long fingers. Well, I think your ride was built first. He doesn't have knuckles. Um, well, I also like if you are a fan of both, you'll actually notice the story. Story's different too. Right. Um, one is yours is more closely to that, like the batteries and everything. I feel like your story is more complete. Ours is a little more like, is it? Is he a toy? Is he not a toy? Is he a space yeah. ranger? Like, but also you guys have Zerg in yours, and we don't. Ours is just you a have projected, Zerg. yeah, yeah, and not an animatronic Zerg. Well, you definitely have Zerg though, not. But- we not, have not, we have Zerg in a different way. Yeah. We have Zerg on a projected screen. No, you also have you can shoot at Zerg. Yeah, in the, yeah, in but the he's not. Areas. He's not. Yeah, but he's not like. I feel like yours is cooler. I know. Okay. I know. It's. We'll I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Zerg takes your picture yeah. and everything, but you get two Buzz Lightyears. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess. So, whatever. Either way, it's a hit for no, me. No, I'm, I'm not trying to take away. No, your no, no. You're thing, making yeah. you're making a valid point here too. Um, uh. I want what I can't have. Um, <laughs> so I, I I like it. I also actually I like it because I like that type of a ride too. I like that I I like that it exists in different places. And for me, I feel like I, I can see that I've hit a target a lot better on that version of it too. So yeah. if you haven't done it, do it. But all right, so that's a hit. Let's pop over across the way over here to Star Tours. The adventure continues. What do we think, Katrina? Hit. Hit. Tyler. Definitely a hit. Craig. I'd also have to say that it's a hit, even though I don't do it out there. I I don't. I've only done it once out there as well, but I do. I think it's a hit. I I also like the look of the building where it is over there. It's got a lot of like chrome. Oh, it's very shiny over there. Well, so whenever shiny, shiny. When I was a kid, <laughs> when I was a kid, that queue blew my mind. Mm. Like the queue, the queue itself. Before you even get on the ride, I almost thought was more cool than the ride. It still is. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, I still think it's amazing. And when they, unfortunately, when they got rid of the people mover and the and the uh, rocket rods they had to get rid of some of the theming in there but then when they've kind of when they kind of did their remodel they brought a lot of new things yeah. like i mean i love that patrick warburton plays one of the robots and and you know you can barely understand or mm-hmm. hear that it's him because they like pitch his voice up i didn't realize that was him actually yeah the he's the one that's like scanning people's yeah. faces yeah okay um and then and then just the effects that they've added to the guy who's um to the one that's doing the 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 scanning of the luggage where you can and you can see like little easter eggs in there you can yeah. see like there's like a buzz lightyear part and just different things like that and then of course rex is now in in there with a little tag on the side that says do not remove and and he kind of comes to life every now and then. Oh, but, I bet he's going to be leaving soon, though, because he's got to go DJ the cantina. Yeah, yeah, the way, so. yeah. But um, but it's it's yeah. it's cool. And uh, of course, when they redid it, and you can now see the different. I think that's uh, my favorite things. thing about the new version yeah. is I like the new version. I'm not saying I dislike the old version, but I think the new version is a lot more fun. I do think it can be uh, – it was inconsistent for a while because sometimes you're like in the prequel, but then you're in The Force Awakens. Right. You know, so – but you don't you're not necessarily a part of a specific mission no. i guess so you, you have to not let still work yeah but. you have to not let the timeline bother you if you're yeah. going to do that right yeah. so. well it's you want to think about the timeline because we're so used to the movies and knowing the timeline but you have to also like and 
that's kind of where the issue does come into it. Like clearly when you're over um, when you're over Coruscant, that's at like a certain time period yeah. and everything that's happening with it. But you, you have to kind of shut that off and be, realize like, oh, on Star Tours, I'm actually taking taking a trip. And so, yeah, yeah it's, you know, we you have to throw in Darth Vader. But at the same time, we might have to throw in a scene that with isn't really in the state it is anymore. But so that's for me why I'm a purist of the original Star Tours. Uh, it's that is the, the best version of that attraction. But this one is visually stunning at the yes, same time, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fun. I, I like how they incorporate the Rebel Spy and like various characters throughout the franchise get moments to shine, too. But, you know, you do miss Paul Rubens a little bit. I do. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I can't drive. Um, everything comes back to my niece. That's not really how it sounded. So I used to be able to do it. <laughs> Getting old. I'm um, not even going to try. So that is a hit for us. But what about the other Star Wars based attraction there? Uh, Launch Bay. Uh, Tyler, what do you think? Hit or miss? That's a miss for me. Katrina? Miss. Craig? I'm hoping that it will not be around in like six months when people are still watching back on this episode because it is a miss. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm, I'm, I think that area we spoke about it before. I don't remember if it was a show, another show about the launch bay. The whole idea behind the launch bay was just to get people psyched up for star Wars, um, the galaxy's edge. And now that that is coming to fruition, let's start erasing that. I am still bummed out that it is not like the Stark expo because I felt like that theming fit there a lot better since Stark, uh, Howard Stark, Tony's father, was essentially supposed to be like a Walt Disney type character in in terms of innovation and having stuff to do with the World's Fair and things like that. And so I was like, that's great for the House of Invention. And that's where like the Iron Man, you could see all the suits that were up there. And I kind of really missed that. I know they probably won't bring that back, but it would be cool to see a better use of that built what i think is a very awesome looking building and stuff mm-hmm. so. yeah and speak like speaking of the use of the building like i i just feel like everything that was there before it was better i mean first you had you know the carousel of progress and then you had america sings and then you had intervention like the the original version of interventions over there was actually amazing the way that you like went into the building and everything and it used to still spin at that point um but now that building is never going to spin again. I, I think they've locked it down. And uh, But it's just kind of a shame that all it is is just a bunch of, like, movie stuff. And even, like, Disney Infinity, there's, like, a Disney Infinity room in there. And then, like, months later, they were like, oh, we're canceling Disney Infinity. So yeah. it's just like... They don't even use the second floor in the building. No. Yeah, That's yeah. a shame, you know. So the only thing that I would really say you can do... I mean, there's... You can get phone cases there. You can get custom-made phone cases there, which is which is interesting, I guess. And the other thing is doing the characters. So if you don't, and we don't really like to do those things that much. I mean, characters are not our, one of our favorite things. So but I hope would be sorry that no, go ahead. Uh, that they will end up closing down one of the two quick service restaurants there. And after our space-themed restaurant opens here in Epcot, mm. if that's a success, it would be amazing if they could transport that idea. Yeah, that would be That would be really cool. Tomorrow Land. That would be a far superior use of that space. That's I, a great I, I idea. I think so, so. All right, so that's pretty much a unanimous miss on the launch bay for all of us, I think. Bad use of space, and it's just... Stuff that it's not really you don't need to see it because we're gonna we're gonna live it soon. So, so um, how about uh, the Astro Orbiter? What do you guys think of that, Craig? Hit or miss? You know, for me, this is an absolute miss. Uh, it's I'll explain later, but it's a miss. 
You can explain right now if you want. I'll explain right now then. Okay. It's in a terrible <laughs> spot. It just makes the land even more congested than it has to be. Awful, awful spot. It's on ground level. So if you like, yeah, you, you might go a little bit higher than Dumbo in this, but it's still not that exciting. You're riding rocket ships like 20 feet off the ground. Yeah. Nothing really exciting. And I don't, it just disrupts the entire theme when you're standing in the hub area. So not even talking about the traffic issues, just the eyesore that it is. If it's at night and you're taking pictures, it's cool. But other than that, it's just, it's the eyesore of Tomorrowland. Yeah. Katrina? <laughs> Craig explained everything. Okay, miss. so you guys all think it's a miss then? I think it's miss. a miss too. And I and I, I think, you know, you said it doesn't fit in with Main Street. I don't even think it fits in with Tomorrowland. Like, no. it, like it has a completely different aesthetic than the rest of Tomorrowland does. And so it's, it, and, and, and honestly, it's another ride that's like Dumbo where the line is just always incredibly long. So, and, you know, you can sometimes find it kind of short, but I would never wait in those 30, 45 minute, 50 minute lines to do Astro Orbiters of all things. And I just I just remember when they had it on top of the People Mover Station, and that was actually a lot of fun because you got to ride the like the gantry that brought you up to the like you almost felt like you were gonna go on a real rocket launch because you had to ride the gantry to get up to this to the level. And it's just a shame that they've changed all that stuff to clutter up Tomorrowland. That's yeah. basically all they did. So well, I actually, um, I, I'm not saying that you don't, none of you have valid points. I completely agree with all the things you said, except for I actually do like the Astro Orbiter. Um, I don't, it actually makes me a little nauseous because of the spinning, but one of my, I, I just have really good memories with this specific one. I agree. The placement of where it is makes a really bad bottleneck situation. Um, I understand, I guess, what, my, it was Michael Eisner that did it, right? That he was he was going for is That's making that have that entrance. Like, yeah. I get it, and it looks like that, you know. And it's I, for me though, like I I really like to go up at night. Like Craig said, it does look really cool at night. I like to go up there, and it gives you a different perspective of like I, Disneyland to me is a completely different place at night. It's lit up differently, and I. I like that. The one in Disney World scares me because I'm too high up. Like, like um, it is a lot more. It is definitely a lot more thrilling in Disney World. But logically thinking, yes, it should be up on top of the building. It shouldn't be where it is. I understand every point you've made. However, I'm just saying that. Will I chain myself to a thing when they get rid of it someday? No. Should they get rid of it? Probably. It should get out of there. But. I like it. So for me, it's like a hit for now. But if they want to get rid of it, if tomorrow they're like, we're plowing it down, I'd be like, all right, cool. So that's where I stand. I would that. prefer no attraction if we could get that walkway. That's yeah. all I would. I, I had, and I have definitely been stuck in that traffic where I'm just like, yeah. good Lord, this yeah. is terrible. Um, so uh, how about um, the Finding Nemo submarine voyage? Katrina. Miss. <gasps> uh, Craig. It is a hit for me. Tyler. That's a hit for me. Okay, why is it a myth? Uh, for me, I think it's a hit. I, I It makes me feel... Okay, first of all, I'll, I'll say mine, and then Katrina, I want to hear why you're in this. <laughs> I do get a little claustrophobic when it goes down there. Um, I'm finding the older I get, the less I like to be in tighter spaces, but I still think it's really cool to have a thing that like completely submerges you and then brings you back up. And I've, I've really only done that Finding Nemo like once. Um, when I was a kid, I did the ones here at Disney World, um, the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea attraction, and I thought it was... I remember being like the kid and being like, where did we just go? 
like yeah. like thinking we had left and gone on this submarine adventure and we didn't just move five feet over but i i want to know why do you why do you not like it why is it a miss for you for me it's just like claustrophobic I, mm-hmm. I i you know you wait in this long line and then you get in there and then you're just like just stuck next to people and then i think it's just me i'm always bad luck and i just sit next to like the worst people and i'm not talking about tyler mm-hmm. but it's just like kids or people that like smell or something and i'm just like being picky but then it's just like i'm so claustrophobic if i could i would rather sit in like um the accessible room and deal with it because i'm in like air conditioning and i'm in like a nice open space and then i'll watch it but for people i've never been on it i can understand like it's a cool thing but for me i wouldn't yeah. Well, just to explain the accessible room, though, it's like they have a little side room where you can actually watch a movie of the of the attraction. Yeah. Um, but I like it, but it feels like a cop out. Well, I mean, you, if you can't go downstairs, then it's your only choice. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I understand. It, you know, but it, but when we actually went and saw it one time because we wanted to go film it for best and worst, and it was like impossible to see. Actually, anyway, it was very dark, but. I just, I don't know. I love this attraction. I mean, I kind of miss 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, but I remember the first time I went on this, it blew my mind how they had all those projections under the water. Like, and it, it was just kind of one of those things where I didn't, I couldn't figure out how they did it at first, you know? And I mean, now I've been on it enough times, I've gotten older and I, and I understand, but it was one of those things that just blew me away when I first saw it. And, uh, and it, I, I think it's actually kind of got its scary moments which not many rides in Disney have. Um, so, like the part with the anglefish or whatever they're called. The ang- is that what they're called? Anyway, yeah. the one, yeah. the ones that you can't, the ones that have the little the lights. scary light bulb. Fish. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they and- always bring that guy around when they want to scare you when it comes to finding Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like that. That thing just pops up right in your face if you're unlucky enough, and it's very. It's actually the first time I was like, oh my gosh, like. So it's Disney magic at its best from starting off the attraction and you're like clearly in front of the pier to diving down and seeing all the bubbles come up and really get that feeling. Uh, It's just in they still have some of those nods to submarine voyage and 20,000 leagues under the sea that that you might be familiar with if you you did those or you you know about them. So it's it's that perfect blend. Yeah, it yeah, kind of have to be a Finding Nemo fan to really to really love it. But it, it really is just it's one of those simple rides that I don't think it'll be around forever. Uh, one day they yeah. will they will say, you know what, upkeep too much. Yeah. We're losing out on real estate here. It's got to go. But while it's here, it's it's a hit. And that's why it will have a constant wait of 45 minutes. Once yeah. it hits that point, then it's like, nope, 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 nope. Okay, last ride of the night. <laughs> I will say one thing that really does take me out of that attraction, and I and it might be a small thing to some people, but Ellen DeGeneres just does not play Dory in that attraction, and it's and it does not sound like Ellen DeGeneres to me, and uh, it, it really takes me away from it actually. But I always find it weird because she claims she loves the character Dory so much, but then she wasn't in the attraction. So, well, is Albert Brooks in it either, or is I, it I, Albert I think, Brooks? I, you know, I'm not 100 percent sure on that. If it, if it isn't him, then he sounds a lot more like Albert Brooks. But anyway. interesting. Okay, well. Um, <laughs> There you have that. So we've got uh, we've got two more attractions to talk about. So Autopia, Craig, go hit or miss for you. Hit. Okay, Katrina. Hit. Tyler. It's it's a hit. It's- <laughs> oh, you're very hesitant. It it is a hit for me. I will say that I I like even though it is an incredibly simple attraction. You're it's go kart. You're essentially on a track that you can't steer off of either. But I kind of feel like that's a really that. 
that's one of those types of attractions that is has always been around that it it kind of should always not should always i don't know i like the one at the magic kingdom the indie speedway i'd be kind of okay with if they got rid of because the exhaust coming off that one is is insane yeah yours doesn't seem as bad however the cars are still admitting exhaust but um if they got rid of it again it's one of those where i'm like i don't know that i'd be like incredibly sad i'd be like oh that's a shame that's like kind of an opening day attraction but i still i it reminds me of like you know small rural like theme parks sort of a yeah. thing you know no, like it's one of those saying. basic attractions like like dumbo is a basic attraction too it's mm-hmm. the sp- what's it called a spoken hub and spoke hub and spoke so it's like it's similar to that sort of a feel so i like that traditional type of thing to be yeah. there as well you know yeah i understand that i i feel like my one of my major problems with it is that it just doesn't feel very tomorrowland to me and they've kind of changed that a little bit because they've added Osimo and Bird, who yeah. are two little, who are two little robots. Wow. Craig loves that. Loves that robot. Yeah. And bird. I mean, you know what? I miss the. I I miss it when Chevron used to sponsor it because when you were in line, you could see some of the cartoon. Like remember, remember the old commercials that Chevron used to do with the cars that talked and things like that. So I actually liked those little cartoons that they did. Um, now it's Honda now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Honda now, and and the animation and things that they've done is clearly a lot cheaper. They've well, spent little money on this. Yeah, but they still do have some vintage. Uh, clips that they play in there not nearly enough it's it's more like bird and Osimo coming right. on there but right. um it's it, they do sprinkle them throughout but not nearly enough i think it's fun that they've added a little story to to it with Osimo and bird you know you can kind of follow their journey and you know they crash an airplane and things like that it's like i don't know it's fun to see those little those little things but you get to go off-roading and stuff like you don't get to do that in indy speedway so yeah that's that's the part that i love the off-roading the changes in elevation yeah the the sights and sounds you actually see like traveling starting in tomorrowland and being able to go into fantasy land with it and so depending on which track you're at you know you might be passing is that still a smoking section right there Mm-mm. they find no, they, they got rid of it, yeah. Yeah, back in the day yeah. that was like you pass it and it's like oh yeah yeah it's but it, it's just so cool how it actually does transport you because that's that's part of the awesome thing of early tomorrowland is that it was it was on the move you know after they started to to add stuff like the monorail and submarine Marines and and everything it just became it started it took that original idea with autopia that was an opening day and really kept it to be kinetic because in the future we're always moving we're always things are always changing and so that's what i like about it it's still it has that heart of classic Tomorrowland. Yeah, it? definitely. Yeah, I, I do understand what you're saying. I do wish the cars were electric at this point or mm-hmm. something like that instead of exhaust gasoline cars but um that they maybe did des- they redesigned the vehicle to look futuresque. They redesigned it recently because like, Honda took over, so they made all the cars Hondas. Yeah, they didn't redesign the cars. They just they painted them and added the Honda. I logo, want them to be hover cars, and that, that is, would be cool. That is, I'd be really that into that. From you, Disney. they kind of look like 1990 Civics now. So yeah. <laughs> they went back in time. Um, well, the last attraction that we have in uh, Disneyland to finish us out here is the monorail. Mm. Yes, the monorail, which means I believe one rail. Uh, yeah, because mono? mono means one and, and rail, rail means, means rail. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm curious where you stand for this hit or miss cry. Solar eclipse. It's also from the monorail episode. Um, 
It, it, it's a hit for me. It's, of course it has to be a hit. And I know. It, is this a question for anybody? Is this not a hit for anybody? Uh, <gasps> oh, no. You shut Okay. Hit. Wait. It's clearly a hit. We however, have, we have however, however, I I feel that it is... It's always crowded. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always extremely crowded. And it is not like I like the idea of the Disney World one. And, and don't get me wrong. The Disney World ones are hot garbage. Like I get urine. it. Yeah. But 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 also I like the idea that it is actual transportation. It's Walt Disney's idea of a monorail in a park actually doing what he wanted it to do. Is what it's supposed to do. And yeah. in 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 uh, Disneyland, it's it is just another attraction, which which is fine. And it's cool. But it gets it gets. It's just something that we never want to do because it's not actually functional as what it's supposed yeah. to do because it's always too crowded. I understand that uh, from a outsider's perspective who's not who doesn't live there. You know, right. it it becomes more of an event for myself. I I do I think your monorails look cooler than ours. I think they oh, yeah. look much more futuristic. Um, I mean, I wish there was air conditioning in them. That's fine, but that's I, another thing. If it's warm, if it's if it's even a little bit hot out, they don't even run it. Um, well, I I like where you go on your monorail. Mm-hmm. I like the sights that you see. You know, go through Grand Californian and just like through DCA, through Disney California right. Adventure, and the part. It just feels like you get your own little tour of Disneyland, and yeah, it it it's gonna feel a lot different physically while you're in that monorail too, because the track is. They're different types of monorails, so they're not. Mm-hmm. It's different than Disney, Disney World. What do you, what do you think about the Disneyland oh, it's monorail? It's just it's great. I, you know, I have used it as both an attraction and transportation. So I, I prefer it. I, I would never ride it out like at the end of the night. Um, I, I think Disneyland. You should be walking down Main Street at the end of the night, enjoying the lights and all of that if you're mm-hmm. able to leave at night. So I don't personally ride it out, but like if I'm staying at Disneyland Hotel. And you get up before the late risers to get on the monorail first thing in the morning and ride it in. It's it is it can be a great one, you know. But you have to be up early enough, or you're going to deal with lots of headaches and lines with it. So it can be useful as a transportation into the park, and then it's just an attraction. You you have to kind of time it out and watch because I've had times where it's exactly like Tyler described, where it's miserable and I don't want to be on there because of the amount of people. And then every now and then you catch a glimpse where there's no one on the platform, and you can go up. And and you can be that lucky person who gets to ride in the cockpit with the driver. You mm. can even ride in the backside. Yeah. And being in the cockpit going from from Disneyland, from the downtown Disney station, I almost called the Disney Ho- Disneyland Hotel station, into uh, Disneyland Park. Like, that. that's the best views you can get as you're traveling all around Fantasyland and going into Tomorrowland. It is just, it's so neat. It's cool, and it gives you I, I, it gives you a really cool create uh, like a different perspective on the parks that you don't you're not going to get by doing any other attraction, you know. So I, yeah. that's why it's a hit for me. Um, like, I, I agree that it's a hit. I, I'm like I'm not trying to take anything away from no, it. No, no, I understand and your I, perspective. Yeah, too. and I and like that's one of the things I think one of the major failings of Disney of Tomorrowland these days is that. Tomorrowland, to me, was supposed to be about transportation and, like, everything was supposed to seem alive with things moving. You're supposed to have the Astro Blasters and the People Mover and the Monorail and just everything's moving. Yeah, make it efficient. And they got rid of all the movement. So I want them to keep Monorail, don't, you know... That's that's definitely an important aspect. I like how you said it like that's its name. You're like, I want them to keep Monorail. 
not the monorail, just monorail. Monorail. Um, <laughs> well, what's monorail. kind of ironic is I feel like when you hear about Disneyland and you'd be like, oh, everything's great. And then you're like, ah, the Tomorrowland's okay. Like, we only had one miss in the yeah. entire Tomorrowland area. So yeah, it, maybe true. it's just everything individually works, but not gelling together. I, yeah, I think the so. theming feels thrown together at this point, And that's a bummer. Well, we'll but. see. Um, um, we're, you know, D- Disney was all about... Uh, Mr. Disney, that is, uh, was all about Walt was all about moving forward, and so maybe once we get the Star Star Wars launch bay out there and we free up some space, some stuff will start happening there. It would be nice to see. So, um, well, that's it. That's our list there, um, and that is going to do it for this episode. Thank you guys for having this conversation with me. Thank you all out there for watching and listening. If you're watching on on YouTube, feel free to leave your comments about the episode in the comment section below. If you're listening on iTunes, please feel free to rate and review us, and um, and that'll do it for this episode of the. Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. We'll see you next time. Have a great one, everyone. Bye.